It's been 10 years since KISS first walked on stage spitting blood, breathing fire, and promoting themselves as the loudest band in the world. With a new album to sell, KISS has been on the road again, but their 100-city tour has met with controversy reminiscent of the 60s. Well, it might be the devil, or it might be the Lord, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. There were picket lines in Nashville, a record-breaking protest in Little Rock, a standing-room-only city council meeting in Corpus Christi, and headlines all over the country, Minneapolis, Dubuque, Chattanooga, and Bismarck, North Dakota. The protesters are mainly religious groups who have been trying unsuccessfully to get KISS concerts stopped because, they say, KISS promotes the worship of Satan. This is one of the ways that the enemy is coming in to try to engulf the minds of these teenagers and win them over. We make heroes out of these guys and make them look like they're something great when literally they're destroying this country. Their music and their lyrics is espousing uh, Satan worship and drugs among our kids. And, and you're looking at a preacher in Pine Bluff, Arkansas that's against it, and we're going to stand against it. And not just me, but in Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, California, uh, the ministry's waking up and realizing that, that we need to stand against this evil. I don't think we'd like those people to like us. They're, they're strange. I mean, they really are weird, you know, but we, we don't get involved in that. We, we're a rock and roll band. And we're certainly not going to make a career of explaining what we do to anybody. What they do, according to many Christian leaders, is use their evil-looking makeup along with lyrics such as I was raised by the demons and I'm king of the nighttime world to influence their fans to idolize the underworld. I think they're trying to fill their auditoriums and fill their pocketbooks, what I think. And I think they're putting our kids on the block to do it. There are people who really believe in what these guys have to say. That's the scary part. And if we come and actually start playing the game, we're going to lend more importance to these guys than they actually deserve. They are really small-time bozos who are warped, who are, who are going to try to do the same thing that's been done to Elvis, which is burn his records, and to the Beatles. We figure we're in very, very good company. Everything you've heard about the KISS years and the KISS stage shows and the spectacle is true. It's not a legend. We're going to show every new band how the big boys do it. This is better for me the second time than it was the first time because I'm focused and I'm in control and I'm in the greatest band in the world. It's really about a lifestyle and an attitude towards winning. But you're kind of like a spaceman. No, actually, I'm a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> to myself, look, Eric, you're going to do the best you can. You know you're good, you know the songs, and that's all you can do. Sort of just like a great opportunity that, that just suddenly landed in my lap. And... This one's going to be exceptional. Now I'm in the best band. I was in some good bands, but now I'm in the best band. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Right Between the Eyes podcast, the KISS podcast with three generations of KISS fans telling you why we love it loud. I'm one of your hosts, Rob Myers, and welcome to episode 40. If I was doing this right, the thing that we would have been talking about, the actual album that's celebrating its anniversary, I would have made the 40th, but I can't math, and it's February, so Damn. we're going to let that go. So we were so okay. Close but okay. I, I screwed it up. The 40th anniversary celebration of the Creatures of the Night Super Deluxe box set. This episode is disc four 
the creatures live tour 82 to 83. You can get a hold of us on all the social media outlets. We're on Twitter at RBTE Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash right between the eyes. We're on Instagram. You can email into the show at right between the eyes podcast at gmail.com. We are on YouTube. And if you listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a review and rate it, and we will read that on the show. Like I said, I'm one of your hosts, Rob. And with me, as always, are Nick and Nico Caruso. How are you guys doing this evening, sir, Mr. Caruso? I'm doing good. I got my Kiss Army green jacket on. Yes. I'm ready (laughs) to. uh, As a matter of fact, I I will wear this when I see them again. Hopefully, it'll be... uh, Unless it's really warm out. I guess we're waiting for those dates to uh, to pop. Hopefully we hear something. I feel like sure. it's going to be a fall type show. We're probably looking at end of July, August, maybe even September. At this point, I would say you're right. Because we're already into almost mid-February. And it, you would seem it would be, you're probably right, Rob, at least five months lead time, four or five months lead time. So Yeah. Nico Caruso, how are you doing? You know, I'm here. Um, I'm excited. I have a lot of thoughts on this thing. None of which about, I mean, I have thoughts about the music, obviously, but there's a lot of spoken word on this thing today that, that I just, I just need to, I need to talk about. I've had thoughts for, for a couple of days now that I just need to get going, but no, I'm happy to be here. And um, 40, can't believe 40 shows. That's incredible. Yeah. 40 shows. You know what I say, right? Somebody We're just getting started. Oh, something's happened. No, dude, that song sucks. I'm tired of that. That song sucks. I still think that song sucks, by the way. You know, it was so funny. We did, you know, now that you're hearing the show episode 40, we recorded the episode and I, I didn't realize what Nick said when we recorded it. And he said like 214. And I was like, 214. Like I, it was late in the evening. I I wasn't getting it. The Snyder cut reference because it, it was so long. And then I'm editing it. I'm like, holy crap, we're at, and we were really close to 214. The original edit of the show was two hours sure. and 12 minutes. And I was like, do I just put out like it's our artistic creativity and I'm going to release a two hour cut. I decided to cut it in two, but I got to tell you, I instantly knew what the preview clip was going to be. I got had to get Nico in there with the lightsaber. And, uh, and the other thing is when you were saying so passionately your love for it's all right. And something happens at midnight. Yeah. I was, I, I showed my wife that as I was editing this and I was like, you got to, you got to, you got to check us out. It still has to be a bit in my opinion. It's a <laughs> no, bit. It's you, you both, Sorry. you both have this bit going on. There's no, no there's no universe, multiverse, <laughs> Milky way galaxy where you think dad, you think that's a good song, but there's no way. Love it. He hasn't listened to it since he's, he's <laughs> it. no shot, no shot. Well, we're bearing the lead. We Like we said, we've got the live album to talk about, the very much anticipated live album. I think we have thoughts on it as a whole, as a package. But before we get that, we got a little bit of a news. We've said before in previous shows, usually when we record is a Thursday night, and we're usually like, oh, I bet Kiss is going to release something or do something. And we've been kind of waiting like, all right, when's the next off the soundboard going to actually happen? And there was a rumor floating around. I think I even sent it to the both of you that there was a strong rumor that there was going to be an acoustic show from the yes. Kiss Cruises that was going to be compiled. That. So when I saw that there was a new office soundboard, I kind of thought it was that. And I don't think 
if you had a million dollars to go ten dollars to go to Vegas and put a bet on what are the odds that this is in any way real? I'd say like ten thousand to one. Okay, I'd like ten bucks on those odds. If someone gives you ten thousand to one on anything, you take it. If John Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I am going to be a very rich dude. Of all the shows you possibly could have thought Kiss was going to release, this would have been the last on anyone's list. And this surprised me in in ways I didn't even realize I could be surprised. So by the time you're hearing this, I'm sure everybody has, that is planning on pre-ordering has done it or is waiting for Spotify to drop in April. It is the Poughkeepsie 1984 show for the animalized tour. And if we were saying like, Oh, if they do, you know, an unmasked show, which we were kind of getting told, like, I don't think they're going to do that. They're probably going to stick to makeup or current lineup, but if they were going to, I think money would have been on hot in the shade or, Maybe they'll get the rights to do Animalized Live and Uncensored. We'll get a Bruce Kulick show that way. That we're finally getting an official Eric Carr live show. But to sweeten the pot, we're getting a Mark St. John who only played two and a half shows. Let me say that again. Two and a half shows. And his second full show is the show that's getting released. Now, I don't know if Nick and Nico know this. But this was only supposed to be archived for archival sake, where Gina mm-hmm. Paul were always saying, like, oh, we're recording everything. So the songs Young and Wasted, which kind of pains me to know that's an Eric Carr lead vocal and Rock and Roll All Night are not complete, that mm-hmm. that was when the tape was being flipped and switched over. Or in Rock and Roll All Night's case, the tape ran out and that's the end of it. So I kind of want to get your guys' take on that it's a Mark St. John who at the time of this recording two days ago on the eighth, I believe I'm getting that right. Please don't at me on it. But Mark St. John celebrated uh, a birthday or would have been his, his birthday. So I feel like we're kind of getting some Mark St. John love here. Kiss had put up a nice little thing, mm-hmm. our friend, Mark St. John. So I wanted both of you to talk about the newest off the soundboard. What do you think of it? Is it tempting you in any way? And uh, just kind of run from there. Let's start with Nick. The thing that surprises me is that it, it was about a few weeks ago that the actual KISS online site on all the social media platforms posted, what do you want for mm-hmm. the next off the soundboard? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was pretty exciting because I had seen a release that showed KISS acoustic best of mm-hmm. from the cruises. was slated to come out in December, got pushed back because they didn't want it to interfere with the creatures box set. And so it's funny. A lot of responses I saw just off the top of my head, a lot of 80 stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of animal eyes, a lot of hot in the shade and a lot of un- unmasked. I think that those are really the three that people were clamoring for. So once again, this is becoming a regular habit where Rob texts me and I'm on a highway and I'm <laughs> Try, driving. To yeah, kill we, yeah, we gotta we, we gotta preface we gotta figure this out by saying hold on or oh my god. And I'm like, I know right away that like something's coming. I just I just know it. And I'm like, just wait, just wait, just 
get off on a get off on the exit. <laughs> oh my god, a, no time to turn. No, 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 no. Find yourself a Thornton's, Nick. Find yourself a, a Thornton's. No, that's a pull. Maybe a, a, maybe a Dunkin' Donuts anywhere. Just find a yourself dunk. a damn parking lot and you can you can focus. So when I saw it, Poughkeepsie, I was like, what? Wait, what he was like, this? I pulled over for this. Yeah, Poughkeepsie. But, Poughkeepsie. But here's the thing. It was pretty cool because when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is really talk about history. Mm. Yeah. This is really part of history. There's no doubt about it. This is covering a, a young man who played two and a half shows. Rob did not make a mistake when he said that earlier. You've got Eric Carr and it's an era that a lot of people wanted. So I know some people were talking about the official video, but that's all doctored up and overdubbed and that's really not an off the soundboard. That would be like, that would be like, you know, not a, not really a true live release. So I think it's pretty cool. They're releasing creatures tonight. Did you guys hear that? Oh, wow. Uh, 11 o'clock our time. It'll be on all the streaming services. It'll be on Apple music. Oh, creatures tonight. Wow. And you know, from that, Rob, you were quick to point out the uh, the track on Facebook. It sounds okay. I mean, it doesn't. It it, yeah. it sounds better than I thought it was going to be. So listen, Rob, there is no chance anybody could have guessed that ever. <laughs> no, ever. And there were people like in the know that had no idea this show existed. You know, well, all your Kiss My Wax people, Julian. I think on his show said th- this came out and came out nowhere. of nowhere. All the right. research that he's done, he even made mention the book that we referenced quite a bit on this show. He's like, I'm going to have to go back in and change, change the pages. Yeah. So as we throw it to you, Nico, it, it tells me that it tells me that they're really trying to be creative, which I think is kind of cool. And I think that bodes well, not only for this release, but for what else we get this year, because I'm assuming this comes out in April, right? April, yeah. April. So I'm kind of thinking we might only get one more this year and then a box set at the end of the year. I, I think they're maybe slowing them down a bit or whatever, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it's exciting, though. Very exciting. Yeah. This one. So I like how you said creative, Dad, because that's what this one is. And even in the tweet, I look back just to see their wording. They like are pumping the fact that it's the only known recording with Mark St. John. It's a cool piece of history. This is. While I wasn't, it caught me off guard. One, I couldn't pronounce the name of the place when I read it. I was like, I had to hear somebody say it. And I'm a speech language pathologist here. And I'm like, (laughs) I I don't know what this means. But then it was cool because this is once, once again, all these are not that they're blind spots for me, but this is an era, part of the band that I just didn't really get into till recently. um, Because I always say my foundation of the band was the Kissologies. And I was kind of taught when the makeup came off. That's kind of when my dad bounced. So I bounced too, you know? From the little snippet of what I heard that my dad was playing the other day when I was at his house, it sounded really good. And I agree, Dad and Rob, that it this bodes well for the future because of the creativity that shows yeah. you they kind of went for something with this one that was cool for like when you when you think of Kiss fans, right? This is something you would give them, and I'm glad it wasn't you know something from the cruise that was acoustic. And I also like how. No one really knew this was coming. I remember you both saying you both are more active in the in the message boards than I am that there were people saying that there wouldn't be something from the 80s, right? Right. 
Aren't they saying like there wasn't going to be anything from the 80s, so don't ask for it, and that's what this is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it's something no one knew existed. So I like that. I like when there's I like when there's surprises. And this one I'm going to give a lot of points to. We'll see how it sounds, but it's a really cool choice. You know, so far we've had, you know, the we've had a good time with all of them, quality aside. We've had a good time covering them, being excited. But like we all scratched our heads with Virginia Beach because we were like, okay, the Rock the Nation exists. Those those instant lives are out there. And then when Des Moines came, which was still cool, we're like, okay, why is it that show? Why is there no other ones on that 77? But we all kind of knew, yeah, they're going to do a 77. This one is really cool because no one knew about it. And it's a really unique show that it's not like people saw this show. Like there were two two and a half audiences who were there present for this show. Other than that, this was not something that exists or could be replicated. So it's cool for that. And I think the yellow vinyl is cool, but if people get the yellow vinyl, I just hope it is actually. (laughs) Well, it'll be clear. It's going to scar. It's going to scar. I'm telling you, it's going to scar us from getting these vinyls going forward. As we bounce off this subject again, it makes me feel too, like maybe whoever was in charge of these things or researching them or, or thinking them, either somebody else got involved or that person just decided, Hey, let's make this a little more special than even what we set out to do with it. And that is really, really there it is. fun. That's making it even more fun than what it was. So I, th- I, I don't need, I don't, I hope that it never goes back and winds up being anything post 2004. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't we unless, we gave you that unmasked show, and now everything is the Eric and Tommy yeah. show, which is fine. Or everything is seventy-seven through whatever. I'm like, yeah. to me, this is like opening Pandora's box. Yeah. If they really open it, like if you've got a Mark St. John show that nobody else knew existed, does that mean you have Eric Carr's first performance at the Palladium? Yep. Does, right, does that yeah. mean? You've got the Eddie Cannon show when Peter Chris was. I mean, you know what I mean? There, 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 are, there could be so there? many possibilities. There are definitely of, possibilities, Rob. It opens the door for all that. And it certainly opens the door for your decade that you love. And mm-hmm. then I got to be honest with you. We're going to break it down. But I dig the live 80 stuff, too. I I, I really enjoy on, it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll break that down when we get into the uh we get into the actual uh, tracks itself. Whether this stays in the show or not, I'm just going to say it for the sake of showing it, knowing that, that this is released in April, does that tell me maybe we need to look at Animal Eyes as an album as a whole? Yeah. yeah. For the show, I'm just I'm just probably shit. Probably I would should. I would This yellow that. vinyl is really cool. I won't like That would guess. be pretty smart. I'm looking at this yellow vinyl. It's pretty. Yeah, fun. I ordered it. I got it. It's coming. Oh, you did? Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm I'm doing vinyl with these things. In, Rob, in... see, I wasn't consulted on this. See, well, that's okay. His money, not mine. I might have yeah. bought it for him. It was his birthday. I might have bought it for him. By the time you buy it, it's sold out. So, get. Yeah, it's not sold out yet, is it? Well, my it's gonna sell well. The last thing I have on this, I've always been buying all of the cards. And the cards for this one are really kind of poor and yeah. it's making people speculate. Do they not have the rights or licenses to from the families from Mark St. John and Eric Carr, where you can reproduce something like the, the creatures album cover that's behind a couple of us. Like you can reproduce that over and over again because that's your album cover and the rights have been yeah. signed on it. 
but a new product that didn't exist before. So I've already kind of created my own version of the cards and I've put up the Mark St. John version on our Twitter. So just to let you know, I have the other three that I'm going to print out myself. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. From my own cards. But I was really hoping for some Eric Carr merchandise. So who knows? Maybe the band didn't want to pay for it or the, fam- I, I think the families were like, now. I think it's safe to assume that they didn't <laughs> want it. That, you know, these packages, that they're not looking to spend anything more than, than what they are. And right. Judging even by what we what we're going to talk about today, which is good from from a quality point, there's still there's still some hits and misses on there with things. But listen, I'm not going to complain anymore. As long as it's not an audience recording, I, I'm I'm okay with it. So right. Well, since we're talking about the live, like we like to do on the show. Let's just get to this. I've got a soundbite already queued up, ready to go to get us into this. We're going to go back to 1982 and something else that a lot of us thought we're probably not going to get to guess we would get a Mark St. John show that wasn't in the cards, but we were even saying on this show, I doubt they do anything with Vinny. There's no way they're going to want to try and finagle around that. And here we are now in the creature's box set that you could probably call this an off the soundboard if you really wanted to. But we're going to take a look at disc four, Creatures of the Night. Or this is actually Creatures Tour live, 82 to 83. Here we go, Creatures of the Night live. Think you know. You think you've seen it all. Well, you ain't seen nothing till you've seen the 10th anniversary tour of Kiss. January 25th to school. Kiss will blow you away. Special guest Night Ranger. Rock and roll intensity. Get your tickets now at Tracks Mother's Music Den Birdland. She chose on the school box office. Don't miss Kiss from Whisper K94. Lead guitarist Ace Fraley no longer tours with Kiss. And drummer Peter Chris has left the group. But Bob Travis found that it didn't change the raw power of Kiss. They call themselves the loudest rock band in the world, and that's no exaggeration. KISS also has the most visual live show with their use of pyrotechnics and, of course, the famous Gene Simmons tongue. The group has been absent from the music scene for a few years, but they're back with a new album, Creatures of the Night, and an old look. The whole idea with Creatures was really to just restate what KISS is all about, because I think with the two albums, let's say, previous to that, people began to think that we were going off into all different directions, but we weren't really going to stay like that. I mean, we're basically a heavy metal band, and that's what we've always done. So I think Creatures was just our way of saying, that's us, folks. And your mother doesn't have to like us. The band has become known better for their stage performance than for their music. But the crazy antics and costuming represent more to the members than just a gimmick to attract attention. Kiss is not just a band. That's the whole thing. Everything you see before you, behold. <laughs> Everything from the costuming to the, to the stages to the tunes to producing, all that stuff we do. And it's 24 hours. Kiss is a way of life. It 
wasn't a sellout. About 5,000 fans braved the cold and light snow, and what they lacked in numbers, they made up in enthusiasm as Kiss tries a comeback. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons are two of the originals and apparently will keep the band on the same course that took to the top in the 70s. We um, had some advisors who thought we should cut our hair and uh, try to get more family appeal, and those advisors are long since gone and the hair is back. <laughs> So you find there's still a market for the uh, the old original Kiss group then? Well, you know, people still like to get crazy, and uh, there's a time and place for everything. We get up on stage because, looking like this, because we don't want to look like any other rock and roll band. I think it's boring to see a band just get up on stage and plug in the guitars with a little amplifier and charge ten bucks or whatever ticket prices are going and, and call that a concert. In our estimation, there's an important place for Kiss, and that's to provide spectacle. That's what we're all about. And how long will Gene, Paul, Eric Carr, and Vinnie Vincent continue in their somewhat unusual roles? As long as we like it and as long as the fans like it. I think, you know, we're here only because people in the first place wanted us to be here. So it's, it's a marriage between the two. Only as long as it makes sense for us in the audience. Bob Scott, Channel 3 News. So there was our introduction and the opening track, Creatures of the Night. This made me extremely happy to know that this was here. We've had bits and fractions of some of this in the Kissologies and Kiss Exposed video where a lot of it was the Rio de Janeiro stuff that a lot of people are familiar with. And then TV broadcasts. There's a city not that far from here, Toledo. I've seen their news channel footage when I was a kid of the Creatures of the Night tour. So I've seen some of it, but I think the bigger thing for a lot of people going to this show and you've got Gene, Paul, Ace, and Eric on the front cover. People are going to the show and going, huh, who's that guy? Is, is that a gold cross on his face? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why all this religious protest is going on. Clearly, there's somebody on the stage <laughs> that they're trying to trying to win over. So depending on how you view Vinnie Vincent's character, he was referred as the Ankh. Sometimes he's referred as the wizard. I've even heard him referred as the warrior. I believe the Ankh is the official name. And sometimes Paul and Gene call him the wizard. Were you nervous about filling in for Ace? Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> no, I think Ace is uh, Ace has his fans, and they are Kiss fans. And yes, I was nervous because of he's stepping into someone's shoes that that has so many people who are are his, you know, devoted loyal fans. And being that they're Kiss fans, they accepted me right away. And my thanks to everyone out there. And we really are having a great time. I love your aunt. Thank you. You can call me Uncle Vinny. Oh, oh 
everyone does. Come on. Oh. Uncle Vinny. So we really haven't had a chance to talk about Vinny Vincent on the show. So I think this is the opportunity to kind of highlight Vinny for a second. He really adds, whether plus or minus, adds a different feel to the band, which we haven't reviewed the album yet. We'll get to that in the next episode. But I don't know at the time if people were really knowing, like, is that Ace? You could kind of tell in some of the solos. It's really not how Ace would play. But how Vinny attacks and approaches some of these songs is really taking it and making it his own. And other times I was like, huh, he's actually replicating that very well. So Mm -hmm. from what you guys experience have with Vinny Vincent, what did you think of him as a player, his parting history, just some of your thoughts on Vinny Vincent. Let's start with Nico on this one. This is my first real dive into that because I, I saw, you, you know, the, I watched the Rio stuff on um, Kisology too. Right. And, but like, and, and this isn't an album that I, you know, went back to often and, and I never, I'm not at the point now with this band that I started doing with this podcast, I was never at the point where I was really able to, or even tried to analyze different things that much, but this show, and now I'm curious when we really listen to the album, this show, you can tell it's him. I is different. You're right. There are times where he does a really nice job. You call it honoring or replicating or however you want. But then there's some songs where the solos and the way he starts off some songs like Cold Gin, where you're like, this is a different guy. And it's hard for me to 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 explain this without it's going to sound like I'm insulting Ace. I'm not. His the way he plays is so much more. You use the word attack, Rob. I feel like he Ace how I would describe it as someone who's not a musician, I would say Ace is more of a raw guitar player. He's more of a raw guitar player and Vinny's more of an aggressive guitar player. That's what I would say. I I, I don't know if if anyone listening or even if you two, if that makes sense, but he also feels like an eighties guitar player. That's what I can say. That's what I can say. So his, his chops on some of these songs, it makes the song sound really different, but which I think is cool. And I'll explain why I feel like it's so cool because there's a lot of, you know, when people aren't for the people who aren't fans like us, like there's one live version of a song that they've heard. Cause it's like a mainstream live version of it. Right. Like it's on iTunes, on Spotify or whatever. But for us, like we have <laughs> between us three, we probably have a hundred versions of like firehouse. Of course, right. Yeah. Yeah. But the beauty of this is like, I could listen to this one and be like, but this is from creature. Like this is from the creature. It doesn't sound like, like, so that's a cool, that was a cool piece in listening to this too. And I think what the beauty of having the podcast and being in this fan community is. So uh, it's a long winded answer for Vinny dad, your thoughts and your ear. Vinny, he is a shredder. He's a shredder. That's all I could say. The, the guy's got plays with balls. He's, he's definitely, what he does is he, he he takes he almost I get you know he's modernizing the songs if you there will it is. Yeah. that's and a great he, and he's making them as well yes there's times that he does sound like Ace but I, I don't think he ever really truly sounds like Ace and no not 100 the whole dynamic of the band 
we'll talk about Eric too, but the whole dynamic of the band is completely different. And mm -hmm. as we get into this release, it's very exciting for me to hear this because this is one of those rare times where you're hearing the same damn songs, but they actually sound a little different and interesting to me. Yeah. As opposed to, dare I say, Des Moines mm. or, or, you know, latching onto some of those. I mean, sure. I want more 77, 76 stuff too, but at the end of the day, I'm looking for different songs. I'm looking for finally to get a, a take me a real life. Mm -hmm. take me. You were mm. looking for, I stole your love, but boy, these, these tracks are, are, they're the songs, but they're different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think there's a little bit of revisionist history in Paul and Gene. This is the good type of guitar player they were wanting. That's, we were just talking about Mark St. John, the beginning of the show. This is how we get Vinnie Vincent. This is how even they're like, well, Vinnie was just the guy that happened to be there. I think Robin Ford was offered. And even uh -huh. I think Richie Sambora was, have talked about it early on could you imagine could you imagine yeah. that yeah what about could eddie you? there was talk about eddie Van there was Amos, talk about though. eddie at, at one point because maybe not was, even remember he was pissed off with, with david and, and yeah I, there was there was a brief talk that he was like i want to join kiss Man, listen in some were comic book guys a big thing is the multiverse right now dude in some multiverse eddie van halen and kiss there's eddie with <laughs> man <laughs> That's that's trippy to think about, but trippy you know, think about, man. Trippy. my point being, this is the type of guitar player that they want. So you can take it as a relationship. You're in love with your girlfriend while it was going on, but after the breakup, you're like, yeah, and she couldn't cook, and you know, and we yeah. were we really didn't like her. I mean, there's pictures in the Creatures book where Eric and Eric and well, Eric and Vinny, but Paul and Vinny are side by side, and you can tell. Yeah. that they enjoyed writing together and there was an instant chemistry between all four of them in writing. And this is kind of there the is. fruits of the labor. So, you know, we won't go necessarily track by track, but there's some of these that I think we do have to hit on because we're getting a chance to hear. And again, I don't want to bury the lead in with Eric Carr, that this is the first official live recording with Eric Carr, that all of us, Eric Carr fans, and even got a, shirt from uh, my good buddy Xander who sent this shirt to me very cool yeah, um, nice. but getting something with Eric Carr just instantly had me smiling I called uh, a coin management and I asked him what do I do you know okay, I yeah, sent him yeah. <laughs> I know the engineer <laughs> fell asleep you see I told where is that guy I told oh. you my armpit hair or something was going to be so it's like this. With you know. So yeah, this story is too good to mess up. All right. Yes. We'll do. How's that? We'll do you. Yeah. Next. So. Okay. Now you've rehearsed it one. Yeah. Now let me get it right. All right. So we'll start it from. Start it from. All right. Now I forgot what the hell I said. You said what? Reply, all right, we're going to go from scratch. Okay. Coming into you. All right. That's the best way. Yeah. Make it just as exciting. I'm sure it still is. <laughs> Did you mean that sarcastically? No. <laughs> okay. Make it just as exciting. I need it now. <laughs> okay. And a bonus that Vinnie Vincent is on it. That was, that was cool too. So 
Eric just sounds great. His vocals are awesome through the whole thing. The drums just sound massive. But uh, let's talk about Strutter. So Strutter, I should go through this. Most of this show, unlike all the other soundboards, this is broken up basically two shows. And there's a couple other shows in here. We'll hit those songs. But it's basically basically Rockford, Illinois, which is in these guys' backyard almost. A couple hours away from us. A couple hours. And then Sioux City, Iowa. And then there's like a Texas thrown in here and i think in houston yeah in houston yeah so but for the most part there are two shows now full bootlegs of these shows exist and i think i may have both of them now so i'm saying i've been downloading a lot of bootlegs lately i've been going crazy but uh neither here nor there that's for a boot episode later down the line so that's where the two the two shows are basically from here so let's talk about strutter and i think a, a lot of this may kind of revolve around what the newest member is doing to some of these songs so i won't go first on this one i kind of want to go with nick on this one so after we get past creatures of the night and your ear is kind of settled in the second track rolls around and it's strutter uh what were you thinking as the song is going on and well you know it, it's funny rob because again i i you know i've been listening to this now for a while i i will say this when creatures comes on, I was a little bit miffed at the sound quality. I, I thought mm. I thought I heard some bootlegs that were a little bit better, mm. but I'd be lying to you. I don't have them, but I listened to them when they were mysteriously on YouTube and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I, that could be my own my own mind too, you know. So so you know, creatures comes on, really good version. Now we get to a real classic Kiss song and, and Strutter. And yeah, it's just got, it's got new life to it. And the whole, it's just got a feel to it. Like that. It's a different song and it's driven by Eric Carr. Who's a monster on the song. He's mm-hmm. tremendous on it. And you've got Vinny with his fills and modernizing it, making it his own a little bit. And I will say this again, the bass is pretty good. You could hear Gene but and, and Paul Stanley. I've said this before when we talk about the 80s. He is just at another level that I don't think I've ever heard him that good. Mm. Even, even in the makeup years in the early 70s and stuff, he was he was good. He was really good. But boy, there's something about this 80s era. And, and that's why I want I wish they'd do them all. I really want crazy nights and I really want hits more than anything else mm. now that we got this. But Strutter sounds fantastic. It's a fresh version to me, a version that I think I'll go back and listen to. My only my only thing with these soundboards that Nick and I talk about is that you got to go back and you do got to listen to them together. You can't. It's hard to pick and choose tracks. Yeah. yeah. Experience. If you try to make a playlist, it's just too damn annoying. And it's and so even it, that's the that's the one downfall to this for me. Yeah. And that's hard to do. Even if you go, all right, I'm going to stick with a live one, a live two, a live three and four of a symphony and even make a mixed tape of those. That's even, even, hard. even those yeah. is, a, is a little hard because the, it sounds different. It's a live show. So I can kind of compartmentalize that where I'm not making a mixed tape of it. But like Nico said on a previous show, if I'm doing any type of a mix, anything, I'm probably going to pick 
three or four songs from this show and then three or four mm-hmm. songs from this show. So your ear has a chance to go. You're not hearing 77 strutter and then 82 creatures and then right. 96 deuce, you know, that yeah. it doesn't flow audioly. but in a group in a chunk setting in a suite, if you will, I think they work. They work. Oh yeah. Nico. I agree. Strutter. I really like sure it's a great version uh, my two biggest things is like my dad said paul vocally is awesome both versions um because there's one from i think houston later on yeah vocally masterful on both and then for me this one i did like and dig and that's the same word i did enjoy Vinny's guitar but it was eric's drums was my number one takeaway from this sounds different um rob i'm not a drummer so i won't try to use terminology stuff but it sounded a little more cymbal little louder little uh the way he did fills was different too and and from at least what i was able to hear so it was a cool modernizing is a great word that's really cool version of strutter and that just kind of keeps proving my point of when we we some people might go, oh, we're getting another live version of Strutter. But I go, yeah, but it, it doesn't sound like a lot of the other yeah. ones. No, especially not this one. And, you know, the speed of the song, we, we go on, we'll talk about, like, some of these tracks are played fast. We know that. But but they don't, it's not as noticeable as it was with Peter and Ace at the end there when they ah, were really yeah. They're fast, but they're, they're like, at a, at a pace to where, they're kind of controlling the tempo of the song. Yeah. It's not just fast to be fast, if that makes any sense, Rob. Well, and I think just talking about the Poughkeepsie show, it'll be interesting hearing the full creatures because the 84 Animalized Tour was known for the songs being played really fast. Really fast. This is a, we're in that energetic speed and the song is just naturally a little quicker than the album just to kind of spruce it up. And I think Gene was like, well, if you think that's fast, wait two years. Wait to hear what we're really going to do yeah. with the mm-hmm. songs. Speed metal. Uh, we've got, we'll do these in a in a suite, if you will. Uh, Calling Dr. Love and Firehouse. Now, Calling Dr. Love, I think most people have heard from this era because this was a song that was in the Rio, the Rio de Janeiro, de Janeiro show. I'm talking about mustard almost. <laughs> so I, I was kind of familiar of like what this version of the van does with it. I loved Vinny's solo in the Rio show so that he kind of replicates that in here as well. Put a smile on my face, but firehouse, I was not, a. I mean, I've had some other bootlegs, but this is the first time I was really listening to firehouse and going there. There's something kind of, there's a dichotomy. There's something kind of cool with how Vinny does this solo and how the band's playing it. But at the same time I go, well, it doesn't quite sound right, but I, but I like it, it, it at the same point. So calling Dr. Love and firehouse, uh, let's go with uh, Nick on this one. Yeah. I mean, again, those are uh, two of my favorite songs anyway, but I, I completely agree with you. I just, I just keep saying the same thing. They, they feel a little more alive to me, a little more exciting. I'm loving what Vinny's doing with it. Again, he's got, he, Oh, he's, we, you know, we always criticize. It's funny. Tommy gets a lot of credit because he just plays the songs the way they are. Yeah. And I, I give a lot of credit to Vinny for, you know, keeping the, the basic frame of the song, but also making it his own. Mm-hmm. And again, it's going to sound like a broken record, but Eric Carr just adds a dimension to this band that mm-hmm. they could have used probably on the dynasty tour on, you know, I mean, it's just, it just, Peter was just far too gone on that. So these songs sound really good to me. 
yeah, Firehouse is one of those songs where, you know, they're out of the make. You're like, I don't know. Is it, do they really, do they really need to still do that song? But it was still the, the fire breathing song. So. Yeah. The okay. answer is yes. They still need to do yes. it. <laughs> I think any version of firehouse sounds great. It could be in a tunnel in a box that's also inside of a tunnel. You feel the individuality, but once again, for me, it's the drums. I don't know if it's the way these were recorded, but, but even on some of the later, like the more off soundboards that we get that are from the nineties and two thousands, I think they let Eric's drums be louder in the mix and at the show. Cause they're, they're far more present on some of these songs when all the instruments come in than other kiss recordings. I heard that's a common theme on, on a lot of these songs, which is really, well, aren't which is there really some cool. triggers, Rob, or what, right. They're doing something a little right. With no, Eric, there's the, no triggers were really kind of in their infancy. Like okay. I think they were kind of loosely played. I would have to go back and look through some specs of Eric's kit. So I'm assuming he's playing a wood kit and it's not a, an all metal kit. So the Chrome is probably just a, a wrap around it. But what Eric liked to do is really tune and pitch his drums higher, especially in his, you know, left hand side coming around. They're really high pitched and each of his drums. I, I think Eric actually tuned them to a specific note. Like this is a C, this is a B flat, this is whatever. So he could musically play a fill. So if Gene and Paul are playing a specific rhythm, Eric can mimic that pitch tone in his fills. Mm. So you're hearing a lot of stick to head and that with his drums being really tight, they were singing a lot more. I was going to say, yeah, So his, his drum fills are real. There's a a lot of breath behind him where Peter was playing concert Tom. So here's a little geek for you. So there was no bottom head on Mm. Peter's kit. So that sound was coming right out of the bottom. Now somebody could point out that there is a microphone going up in some of Eric's drums, but mostly Eric is playing with a double drummed head. So when the stick hits the head, it's bouncing off the lower head and coming back up through mm. the top of it, creating that higher, warmer pitch sound. So that's that's a little geekiness from a, a drummer. We got a drummer on this podcast. Come on now. We love that. You won't get this on another Kiss podcast. I love Come on now. Basically, it's like he's not only drumming, it's it's like a backup, it's like a backup vocalist, which is yeah, actually there's an orchestral cool. nature to there, it. There is there is definitely, like you said, Nico, there's definitely a prominence. It's like you alluded to it that is different than the, any of the recordings with Peter. It, it, it definitely, just is. and it they just definitely, uh, you know, we we know that when they released the two tracks on Love Gun from I think Largo, that they doctored up the drums, right, Rob? On yeah. those two live tracks, it's not even Peter really. They went in there with the computer and and, and fudged that all up. So. They ain't fudging nothing up with Eric, man. Mm-mm. No, they let him. They let him be loud, proud, and and so prominent in that mix, which is great. And I think Creatures is the album itself is known for being the drum album. So I think yeah. there was a lot of that. Like yep. this is a very drum heavy album, so we're going to enhance that live to help replicate our new songs and add that depth in. So then we move on to, and again, we haven't reviewed the album, so we're going to kind of skirt some yeah. of the the album tracks but it's kind of it was cool to hear i love it loud with its actual third verse ended on yes. it where mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of used to gene wrapping it up and as i'm listening Very to good. it 
I was like, I'm singing along going, oh, I kind of forgot what the third verse of the song actually was. So that's kind of cool. Gene is still in this weird where he's kind of doing this as a it's as yeah. a, he's trying yeah. to growl through it. So some of it sounds good. Others isn't. And I'm going, OK, this is first live time doing I love it loud. I think he perfected how he was doing. I love it loud as they did it, but not that it's cringeworthy, but I was just like still hadn't quite found it yet, but you could still hear the power and the energy behind the sure. song. I agree with you. I, I, I do. So this We're, one was fun. Uh, key or excuse me, keep me coming. Cold gin. Yeah. So I know yeah. what a favorite a cold gin is between the yeah. three of us where when this came up, I was like, huh, I, I wonder not. This is going to be the Vinnie Vincent show, but this was one. I was really like, how was this going to sound? And instantly I was like, Hmm, I wonder what the Caruso's are going to say about, cold gin so i'm gonna hold my opinion till last i don't want to show my cards but uh nick to to me it's it's a harder heavy metal cold gin to be Mm. honest with you i i I love it i gotta be honest with you we we have to address the elephant in the room which is i didn't know that it it, maybe rob you could answer this is this the beginning of nasty paul because he's nasty he no, is a foul-mouthed young just, star just, child. And I, I've kind of let that go. I, I forgot. I, yeah. yes, you I don't have my notes. We got to talk about that yeah, because it, it's one of the things that makes the recording a little special to me. But uh, he does the long intro here. And it, it's really not – he's really not too offensive on this one. It's it's the typical cold gin uh, intro, uh, the teasing of the other libations, if you will. Right. Getting to the cold gin. But – Again, this is a really good version. I think they sound great on it. Uh, everything aside, it just continues the central theme of these old classic Kiss songs sounding fresh. It yeah. is a harder version. I agree. The the one thing though that it's I harder, that, Nick. that it's harder. It's the one harder. thing that was different to me that was cool that I was waiting for because I'm so conditioned to the um, recent versions of the song when the um, when when the tease at the beginning starts, I was waiting for the where 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 but they don't yeah, do that, you know. It's that. like they do. He just kind of goes where where, and then it stops and just the and it goes right into the intro. So I'm like, it was funny. It caught me off guard. Right. I was like, okay, where's the wah, 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 and it, it didn't happen. So I was like, oh my gosh. But it was still cool. It didn't <laughs> so need cool. to happen. I gotta be honest. No, no, it didn't need to happen. It yeah. didn't need to happen. It and became I, an ace thing anyway. So it's cool to hear it now. Yeah. Like copied. I think that's the start of like we don't want you to obviously be ace. You you do your thing and bring your personality, and we want that really flashy guitar player. And they will eventually by 83, when we look it up to her, they really unleashed a monster that they were like, okay. You got to stop. stop doing your 45 minute solos on stage. Paul's going to sure. throw a microphone yeah. stand at you, but we're My grand we're slam was supposed to be with sausage. Vinny's like, I didn't even order sausage. I wanted to get a grand slam. I didn't get a grand slam. <laughs> so uh, keep me coming. The only thing I really want to say about this is this is the final performance of keep me coming on the tour and oh, from okay. Julian Gill's book, which is why there are some double shows. Uh, double songs in here it was either the first and last performance or the only performance mm. of those particular songs oh, that's so this cool. one wouldn't get replayed again till the kiss cruise in uh if i'm looking yeah. at it here 
uh, 2019 or whatever here. So it enters and leaves pretty quick, which why it's here. And then we've got War Machine. I Want You is another song I, I kind of want to talk to you guys about where I was going. I don't know if I could picture Vinny doing this song and what it in what it was going to sound like. This is where Vinnie Vincent's solo would take place. towards the tail end it just sounds like it's more of like a Mm -hmm. sonic thing going on than you have the turbines jet engine going off behind eric's eric's drum set so that's where his solo would be but getting to hear this i was like that's kind of cool and paul really starts ramping his stage rap up here a Mm. little bit uh nico what'd you think about uh, i want you you know what was cool about this that was just different is um right away it's it's I'll always notice the things that are different or the mistakes if you will because I think they're cool or the additions right in the first you know when it finally kicks in after his is after he says I want you the harmonies are not either the other guys forget or that was intentional it's just mm-hmm. I want you and then it's just the music behind mm-hmm. and they don't come in again till the chorus that's after the first verse that was yeah. an interesting thing um but everything you share about the rest of the song i agree with and you know me i always love representation from rock and roll yeah hashtag raro representation (laughs) raro representation you always get points doesn't matter what song if it's it's, if it's in the set list claps claps father yeah it's a good version i was really looking forward to hearing Vinny solo and I too thought it was going to be a little bit longer and drawn out and stuff, but it, Rob, you're right. It's a lot of sounds. It's, it's a lot of that. I, I think some of those gimmicks that they have at the end here. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I didn't feel like he really went full out. Did you? No, I, in the bootlegs that I've downloaded, I have from this show, the, the whole, sh- the, the, whole the, the whole, the whole solo. And okay. it's how long is it? It's probably like 12 minutes or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's right around there. Okay. And it, it's it's stuff where you're 12 like 12 minutes yeah it's it's oh well in, in its entirety from the oh if it's of, entirely it, oh, yeah, in, included in it, it's about like, which sure is about to, three or four minutes of a guitar solo. longer right exactly yeah. so yeah, they but, did cut that out they did not they did they, not they did not that no to make it okay yeah 
So I, I, that was probably a note from Paul and Jean, like cut that. Yeah. <laughs> no, do not let that be present. Yeah. Uh, then we've got rock and roll hell, and this is its final performance. Now its first oh, wow. performance is later in the disc. If I remember into uh, the disc five, but yeah, so this is the final performance of rock and roll hell. So they get the first performance and the live performance. And again, the same thing uh, that they did with uh, keep me coming. So again, we'll kind of save rock and roll hell unless you guys have anything yeah. specific no. for, and then uh, I still love you. This was one I thought, yeah, we'll kind of skip some of the creature songs to talk about. I did want to talk about this one that I really think that this song works, works live. I know you guys said you guys yeah. were kind of on it, but there was just something about this uh, Sioux City, Iowa performance that I was like, I really, I really kind of like it. And hearing Kiss do a, a straight up balladish song post Beth, I think really, really worked in the set. It was probably a gamble to try and, to try and do something that wasn't Beth, but this also, I thought the song also reminds me of uh, a Scorpion song, loving you. I think uh, there's no one like you or uh, you're loving you or loving you. You're loving right. you. Yeah. Yeah. Song. Yeah. So yeah, this is it always, does, it, it does. it's got a little very similar tone to it. You know, again, this is never, we've talked about it before. It's never been one of my favorite songs. I think it works here because it's not really, it's not so long and drawn out. I think mm-hmm. as yeah. I've heard in future versions of it. So I kind of enjoy it a little bit more knowing that it's so brand new at the time also makes it work a little better for me here. Yeah. It's a cool version. It's a cool version. It feels like an inspired performance too, because it's a song that does sound better live and they kind of go for it here, which is cool. And you're right. It's a battle. that's not bad. So I, I dig this in dead. I agree. I like how it's not as long and drawn out as some other versions of it. And, and it comes at a cool time in the set too. Like yeah. halfway middle kind of helps you reset a little bit before you get into some of the classics again, as, as, as Paul would say, the classics, we're the playing classics. classics. And boy, I mean, at this point, I guess they weren't classics yet. They were just the, Dirty Dozen. Or oh, yeah. They're starting to finally at this point, you you could call them all the Dirty Dozen because, yep. you know. Yeah. Speaking of which, we've got Shout It Out Loud, Gene's bass solo and God of Thunder. We'll kind of talk about these in three. Gene's bass solo is what it is and all of his sound effects are later in, in the in the back <laughs> into this and he's going up to the rafters, but you get him interacting with the gargoyles, sound effects and the gongs and uh, the bells and all that shout out loud. I thought was, was pretty cool. It's, yeah. It was a little different than what, what I expected that I thought it was going to be, but I thought, all right, it works. But I think that this is the last tour that shouted out loud is played before getting resurrected in hot in the shade. I think interesting. Okay. So I, I thought it was, a, I think it's a terrific version. I got to yeah, be honest, it's a really I, good version. If I never hear shout it out loud again, I, I, it's never going to bother me, but this sounded like a really clean, fun mm-hmm. time. And again, I was particularly impressed with Vinny kind of staying a little true to the song and not really like trying to take it over too much. And the, the drumming, the Eric's drumming adds again, a little bit of a, just life to, it. life to an old song, mm-hmm. which, really isn't that old at that time it's a five it's like a five-year-old song when it feels six-year-old song but to us it feels like it's a hundred years old but yeah nothing wrong with shout it out loud here pretty good version no uh, god of thunder is great the the 
the thing yep. that I that I like about this song is sitting back. I put my headphones on and was like Eric Carr's drums sound is, like friggin yeah. cannons. His solo is yeah. tasty. It's musical. And yeah. Eric would replicate kind of the same solo throughout most of his career. This is the version that's kind of on the car jam that was on the revenge that he was recorded in, in 81, but he finds new ways to add. He's got his basic format of like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. But in those brief moments, he has different sound sources that he'll add in in the eighties. He'll add the Simmons pads that are up over his head, but you can listen to his solo. And again, I'm not bashing Peter to say this, but there's some musicality in Eric's mm. solo where it's very song-like that has a clear beginning, a middle and an end. And by the end of it, I was like, I know some solos paper, like, Oh, I'm going to go get a beer. I'm going to go do this. Eric finds a way to like engage you into the solo where you're like, you know, I'm just going to listen to the whole thing through and come out of the, out of it going. That was, that was a damn good piece of music. So that's me being a drummer. I just, I loved hearing all those little things he puts into the solo. So um, his, uh, his drums on this are sick at the beginning. He's re he's really hitting them hard with the, as the guitar starts, which is different now. And the way they play it now, Eric Singer kind of just starts with the rhythm and then the guitar comes in. So, so to hear a different way to kick things off, then go into the rhythm yeah. and then his fills during the chorus oh, yeah. are so different. That was six year, you, you know, God of thunder. And then the, like, I can't do it like you Rob, obviously, but that was, that was, that was, this was a cool version with the drums. Once again, it's different. It's different. And that's my biggest thing. And his solo is epic. It's I, I wish I was listening to this particular version in the car on the way home. And I'm like, I wish I could have like a visual of it mm. while I was listening to it. Cause he, he probably looked like a freaking monster up there. Yeah. The solo's great. I mean, to just not get bogged down into the previous of, and I love Peter, Peter's the yeah. best, but this is just, again, it's, a, it's a different, style of drumming it's it's more of a, of a rock and roll drummer than what peter was and the only thing i could complain about is there's just not enough cowbell but i'll leave it at that <laughs> that's hysterical it is funny how often we say we're gonna tally it one day how often all three of us have said you know i love peter he's the best but, but <laughs> i know oh, I, man like i love Pe not knocking his version but, but you know, I'm not saying I, once once again. I'm not trying to suggest anything. It's just it is interesting. Well, he did he did the same solo forever. He never changed. It. Yeah, it that's the thing. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, and again, that's that's okay. But it just never really evolves from even alive to life. To it just it it all sounds the same. That's all I could say. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a Kiss concert until Paul Stanley is oh. going to go. Okay, I got a story for you. And no. <laughs> I, oh, I, I can't tell you on, on this show, the this amount of time. Shout out like this. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I as I was to listening what, to this, I was yeah, like, I, I bet Nico is going to have something just like, I, I love your brother, but I go, he, he has a thought. And so uh, Nico, this is uh 
Nico's ear away, section. Nick and I aren't going to say anything. Nico is going to. Uh, I need to. Um, I actually am really excited. I haven't had a chance to listen to Shout Out Loud Cast. I, I, I need to know what they said about this. I still can't make fun of people for race or gender or sexual orientation or religion. Who let, who let the lemon head into the room? You are a waste of life and you should give up. Is what I want to say, but I won't because that is why we are doing this right now. So welcome to sensitivity training for real. This, the couple times I listened to, to this before, I, I skipped this. The first time I listened to it was today, this, this thing. <laughs> I've never been overtly angry at Paul Stanley, but I'm not going to lie to you. Well, this, wait, you ate the Donington one. Th- this is war. This <laughs> is... This is the worst thing I've heard Paul Stanley ever say. This is might be the worst thing he's ever done. And not only did it ruin the moment for me, it ruined the day, maybe the week. We'll think <laughs> about the month. This story was so my progression of listening to this was he starts it off and he's like, so, so we went to the airport and we go through security for weapons. And at first I won't lie to you. I was like in yeah. the car trying to vibe. I knew love going to come on and I didn't shame on me that my brain didn't know where he was going yet still. And then he goes, and then I went through the metal detector and I went, Oh God, wait, love guns next. Right. Yeah. Oh God. And then when he goes, and then, <laughs> and then the security guard came over, but to my pleasure, it was a beautiful woman. I said, no, <laughs> no, come on then he says and then she starts frisking me and then he goes this is what did it for me this i was off the road he Go goes ahead. through his hair and yeah, yeah. said oh this is so bad but i said but i get it he's gonna go and then she grabbed my love gun and it'll start i forget if we're allowed to, to swear on the show or not but i won't go for when it when he says and then she felt my, my, I'm like, oh, he's going to say love gun. Then when he goes, dude, no, God, no, God, please. No, 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 no. I said, I said, oh my God, I'm going to drive off the highway, off the road, because there's my, there's, this is, this is hell. There's, I can never hear anything worse. This is it. This is what's going to do me over. And I'm like, it felt like, why is he trying so hard? It was like the cringy dude at the gym who's trying to be like, yeah, man. Or it's like the one friend who takes the joke a little too far. We're like, yeah. you're laughing, you're laughing. And then it's like, ooh. Don't go there. It's yeah. so. And then you hear, it's almost like he knows because then he rushes into. So people got long gun. And then the song starts. It's almost like he knows that was awkward. God, it was so bad. Guys, it was so bad. It is so bad. Come on. Right? That is totally inappropriate. You never yell at the client. You now never you listen yell at the to client. me, sir. Here we go. 
the three words I would describe you as is aggressive, yes. hostile, and definitely difficult. Please, Mr. Butler. I'm irate right give now. Me the phone. Please give me another chance. Give me the phone. Mr. Butler. Give me the phone. I have to put you on with my boss. Well, I should hope so. I don't like I was like I heard this a few weeks ago, obviously, right? He I cut out the Vinny solo, but they leave like, this in there. Like, here's the thing, like I, I just don't he's a nasty boy here, Paul. He's so nasty in the eighties. He's oh. such a nasty star child. Like, why go there? Like it just it's just going to love gun. That's all. I would have preferred to say she grabbed down to my it was six and then it was seven. And by the time she, it was eight, nine, you know how he does it. <laughs> yeah. But to say the word he said. Just going to say love gun. Love that's what I thought. I, heard, I, I was like shocked. I was like, and again, I'm not a, but I was like, wow, it's, that's so weird. Like what a, what a thing to try to get a, re, like to be cool. It's like weird. Women, right? Like the women are going to think he's hot or the guys are going to think he's, he's cool. It just, it's a reach. It's, it's, it's not a reach around. That's what she said. No time. But she did. No time. But it's a reach. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm telling really, you. It's really, really weird. It reach. was still cringe, cringe. But if he says, and she grabbed my love gun, gun and the song yeah. starts, I would have yeah. been like, all right, I could okay, kind of work. When he says, I was like, Come on, man. What? Well, that's why, that's what? why it's worse than Donington because of that. It's word. worse. It's worse yeah. than Donington. If he would have just said Love Gun, I would have said Donington is a little worse. You know what he does on another song, too? Yeah. <laughs> he said he's swearing a lot earlier, which I was shocked yes. on uh, yeah. 96. The one with the guy with the middle finger. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He goes, keep your middle finger up. We're gonna bring your girlfriend backstage and show her what a wuss you are. Yeah, I'm like, shut up, man! Just play the damn show. Also, I don't believe you can actually see this guy in the crowd. Oh God, I'm sorry, like Rob. Give us your uh, thoughts. I bet a lot of you people have friends that say "kiss sucks." Did you like that one when he does yeah. that? That was that was fun. Wait, was that was funny. That one was funny. When he says that, oh, yeah, that was that was funny. kind of funny because I'm like, all right, he, but it's like, what did he? Yeah. Was he angry at this time that he was trying to? It, it feels like he was trying to prove that like he and the band is still like hard. Like, oh, after we did all that stuff with Dynasty and Unmasked. Now yeah, we're trying whatever. to be like, yeah, no, we're creatures of the night. Meanwhile, you got Vinny in 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 the Ankh thing. Like it's it's I don't know. It's uh, I was really weird. Like it made me like dislike. It was hard to listen to like some of the tracks after today when I was playing them. I it's weird because like my dad was about to say it's not like we're prudes or anything. Like I, but there's something about that type of humor that locker room male dirty humor that i do believe you could get to a point where you're like okay you didn't need to say like you didn't need to say that there let it go love gun we get it okay to sit there and then to have like to have like the couple seconds of silence after he says it i'm like yeah. ah I'm sitting in the car going like, I can't, I don't want to keep going <laughs> my whole day. Uh, this Ooh. is my next stop right here. I'll, I'll get out. This here. is my next stop. Uh, Weren't you going to Detroit? No, I'm, I'm stopping right here. It is um, just, 
I, I think this is a lot of this, probably the overcompensation for the elder and coming out with a harder edge album. And this doesn't make a pass. I feel like when you get scolded for swearing and you go, well, everybody else is literally every other band around this time is especially getting the excess of the eighties and you got the scantily clad girls and you, by the time you get to 1988, you've got Tipper Gore coming out with censoring all the albums and doing all that yeah. stuff. Cause I think it kind of starts here and it reaches kind of a fevered pitch. And Nico, if you think this rap is bad, I think when we get to the animalized tour, and if you've watched the animalized live yeah, and uncensored, Paul has this, I almost will say glorious story that he tells that goes on for three full minutes of him telling going to the, well, I don't know if it's three minutes, but a lengthy story that he tells almost consistently through the animalized tour leading in to, uh, to love gun with some sound effects from Eric Carr. <laughs> <laughs> I can wait. see the the look of enthusiasm on Nico's face. I'm I'm not saying well it's okay, but I'm looking at it going. This is 1982. This is what if you were going to see other rock metal bands of this time, this was in our culture now. That's like super frowned upon, especially the Kiss that we have known and has been existing for the past 20 plus years they're not doing that stuff from the stage. There might be a slight innuendo, but it's, it's very tame because you've got generations of, of fans there, yep. but this is 82 and we got a bunch of sweaty guys here. We're talking about <laughs> girls and there might be a few girls in stay in the audience, but I'm trying to make it sound like it's okay. But at the same time, it's like, it just, it's a, was a product of his time, but Yeah hearing him say that i was like wow that was not the word i thought he was he was going to say right there and it just kind of echoes like oh, you said. what's worse is you know he wrote that because you know it's not a real story obviously yeah but you you know oh, he like not? you stop it you know he came <laughs> up you know he came up with the idea right and you know he thought to himself this is gonna be so good oh this is awesome this is going to get them going. And we're sitting here years later going, that was the worst thing. That is the worst thing I've ever heard Paul Stanley. And say. you know, it's, it's funny that it's here. And of all the things to cut, like you said, to cut Vinny's solo and leave and, it yeah. and, and leave this, you would have thought Paul would have said, no, cut, somebody cut somewhere just said, Hey, do you remember that you said this during the tour? Okay. We're going to cut and splice and, and get that out of there. There's nothing worse than like, thinking you're cool or saying something like that and it just completely backfires there's yeah. nothing worse there's nothing yeah. worse that nothing worse yeah. amen all right so we'll move on to love gun and then paul's guitar solo here which is, is what it is i thought it was cool to hear Vinny's interesting take, yeah. take on on love gun and mm-hmm. i don't know if it's in because of the recording and the, or the way like hey Vinny's solo is coming up but i notice a lot of his solos start a little quieter and then it's like somebody's like oh we got to push the slider up and bring Vinny's solo up so i know that happens quite a few times i i didn't know if that was like oh this is a middle finger to Vinny, like ah we're not having your whole solo or if it was just the oh crap here's the solo moment probably that it's i think that's probably more of what it is black diamond getting to hear eric sing this very cool awesome version of the song they haven't quite 
got by the time they get to 83 they have this really cool way that they would i think kiss kind of does it now but it starts here the way they kind of tailor fit the end of the song it goes from here all the way through i think the asylum tour but it's it's ending isn't quite perfected yet i'm I'm not using the correct words i'll probably slip the audio of what i'm talking about they do it on the rio show but they uh, aren't doing it quite here in uh, 82 or 83 this is actually from texas uh, houston texas and detroit rock city so I want to talk about Detroit Rock City before we get to uh, Rock and Roll Night, which we could probably throw that on here, which is essentially the end of the concert, if you will. Then we get the bonus live performances afterwards. So in talking about Vinny's solo, how he would do a different take, this was really cool that this solo is played by all of them. So there's not a lot of room to like vary because we're all doing something in unison together. So it was cool to hear Vinny play this pretty much note for note. And it sound like the way that you would hear it, but you can tell that it's Vinny. So what'd you guys think of his solo work in uh, Detroit? Yeah, City? He, he's a team player, which is cool too, which, which shows you at least at that, at that time, mm, uh, yeah. he was, he was willing to kind of recognize that on some of the classics, like something like this, like you just don't mess with it. You just got to do it. You, you stick with the formula. One thing I did want to say, just going back to Black Diamond, is I, I really forget how deep and powerful Eric's voice is. Yeah. He was this little guy, you know, he, he's smaller, like a 5'5 five, five guy, 5'6. Five, but when he starts belting out Black Diamond, it's it's cool. Now, everybody, that's my favorite song, and I love Peter. I'll always love Peter's version better than anybody's. But this kid does such but, a good job on it. There it is again. But <laughs> no, I'm, just no, I'm it's kidding. A different, it's a different voice. It, it's yeah. cool. It's, it's his deep baritone. You know, I don't know. It's just different than Peter's. It's not the scratchy. I don't want to say soulful because Eric is soulful too. But it's great. I love it. I love this version. I it's really do. Great version it. of Black Diamond. It's one of my favorite Kiss songs too. And you're right. It feels a little bit more powerful in a different way because of Mr. Carr. And like you said, I, I like Vinny being a team player for Detroit Rock City. You know, there's other songs where the solos you, you can play around with. There's a lot of songs that you play around with the guitar solos, but there's somewhere it's so calculated and so iconic. And that Detroit Rock City one, you got to you gotta you gotta keep it how it is song's yeah. not the same without it and i don't think some other guitarists might be like well you can modernize the song with something else now with that song it's it's such a it's such a grand theatrical operatic kiss song so it's such a staple such a it's such a distinct sound with those guitars that you just got to keep you got to keep the solo so i Nick really Mo- respect that he did that no noodling no noodling no as noodling. Says. On Detroit Rock City. Hashtag no, no noodling. noodling. Hashtag no, no noodling. Hashtag rival representation and no noodling today. There we go. A couple, a couple nice. She finally got, she got, she got up my thigh, Nick. I, I, I it's, it's, I'm going to have PTSD from it. Stop. Like, I, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot hear that. A doodle do. A doodle do. That's what we'll call it. A doodle. Hashtag doodle do. Hashtag. Down up my thigh, Rob, and grab my doodle do. (laughs) It is so bad. We are in the bonus live performances. Rock and roll hell. I believe this is the first time I was trying to look through Julian's book. 
in the, like I said, the Sioux City, Iowa, from where Keep Me Coming is from. That's its final performance. Rock and Roll Hell would get one more performance out of it. So I think it's performance one, performance two for Rock and Roll Hell. I think it was only played twice, which is why it's on here. But I'm not seeing it in this book. I'm probably missing it somewhere. I Want You. I Want You was played every show. So I wonder if they were like, well, we've got two shows. So this one, but this one, I was trying to figure out why this one is here yeah, since it was in every show. And I'm again, trying to do, have been trying to do some research all week, trying to figure out why this was here. So if somebody knows, I, I, I don't know it. Nobody knows. So here's the big one on the disc. This yeah. is the only time this song really? was performed on this really? tour one time. King of the nighttime world. I know it's a favorite of yeah. Mr. Caruso. Right. So Nick, the producers get an A plus for me for, for, uh, for putting this on there. They also get an A plus for me, Rob, because you're, you're spreading some knowledge tonight of the fact that they put a couple versions of songs because they were the only time they played again, showing some creativity here. Yeah. Along yeah. With the Gypsy soundboard sounds like some people are listening and they're kind of like, I don't want to say paying attention, but they're like, let's do some really cool stuff instead of put some damn audience uh, audience <laughs> recording that sounds like crap. So I'm excited about. We're gonna ra- we'll talk about the show, but I'm really excited that it seems like there's some really good people that are doing this stuff, or or their eyes got open. They either changed some people, or or they're reading the boards. They're listening to us. I applaud them for that. Amen. This is a cool version because there's no, the song just kind of starts, doesn't have the guitar before. And then Vinny starts in a very different way. But then remember how we were interested in how Peter did the drums on Donington. Mm -hmm. Same thing here. It's a back. So it's a cool, it's cool version of King. Uh, It's different. I'm so not used to hearing it. Even on the studio version, you got the little guitar wail before it starts. I've never heard a version where it just starts. Yeah, it was so but did different. They cut that, Rob, or or no, yeah, it, it doesn't. doesn't to my knowledge, sound, this this is intact. Uh, it doesn't problems. sound like yeah, it doesn't sound like it's there. It sounds you can hear him start it almost during. Maybe he forgot. Maybe his guitar wasn't turned up. It could have been when he switched guitars and it wasn't turned on yet by yeah. the technician but it's cool to hear just kind of go it's it's so interesting yeah. so interesting again oh, yeah. the repeat of cold gin because i think this was pretty much a staple again flipping through julian's book i think it's it's pretty much here maybe it's hit or miss i still love you i think a lot of these like well we've got this version we don't know which to do so we just kind of put up a couple different versions and then strutter gets its uh repeat as well again we go i still love you as well and then we get into the sound effects uh we've got the tank starts the show the turbine the firehouse siren for whatever reason you need it rob may start throwing it on just to, th- to yeah, throw it onto I the would, show why not? The hell? i think that would be why not i would just do it we got the drum and wind uh the drum tank ending the bass solo wind and gargoyles and the bells and the flames that's just kind of cool. We got some Detroit rock city. We got the car crash. We got it speeding up. And I think there was another one in there somewhere. There but, was, there was the airport security <laughs> one. Oh yeah. Where she's like, patting up, patting, that, patting. 
was the audio. Come on, man. I hate how that's its own track, too. I hate that. That's the worst part, that they made it. So somebody somebody had, this is my problem with the whole thing. It could have been just at the end of God of Thunder, right? Somebody made Paul's Love Gun rap. Like, somebody had to make it a track, give it a name, and produce this yeah. one. How long is this? <laughs> two minute 24, yeah. two minute 24 seconds of pure utter buffoonery buffoonery yeah. now, is the word i would use would you have rather Thanks. it been attached into love gun that you never would have listened to it or are you glad it's its own thing that you could skip right by it and just hear love gun rob I, I, the answer rob, is either rob. way <laughs> rob the answer to your question is either way you lose what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. It's perfect the way they did it because you just you sure just you could just skip it. It doesn't ruin Love Gun, and you just you don't ever have to listen. No, to it. it ruins my life. That's Even though I ruins. think you stand in front of the mirror, son, and play that track. We should have a bet. One day we'll bet on some. Here's what we're gonna do. You're hearing it first. This is live content, people. When the dates are announced, we will make an RBT bet on which set on what the set list changes <laughs> are going to be and whoever is the most far off there will be a clip of this podcast where you where the person who loses has to on camera listen to this okay and it will be filmed and posted we could edit the one thing if you want you know but no it will no. stay okay meaning you have to listen to it for sure. the whole thing, and there has to be video proof. Okay. All right. I, I can okay, dig so. it. Why not? With that, we've come to the end of the review. We like to do our kiss list, but before we do that, I want to propose a question. Could this have worked, taking out the bonus tracks or maybe figuring in where you're going to put King of the Nighttime World, if kiss could have released off the soundboard creatures tour and this could have been its own thing would this have worked as an off the soundboard offering for the fans or do you think it's better relegated to the creatures box set well i think it works either way but it's better that it's part of the creatures box set okay because uh it, it's a so they haven't done that yet with the off the soundboard where they it, they've been complete or you know missing a track or an incomplete song. But so this would be like different now if they release the whole Rockford show or the whole Houston show or the whole uh, Iowa show. That's a different story. I don't think they're going to do that though. Yeah, I think that I think that this is so. I'm happy that they did it here. This is appropriate here, and it's what Destroyer should have had. Destroyer yeah. should have had an equally sounding soundboard show like this where yeah. we talked about this they could have used different shows like they did here yeah and put yeah. like flaming youth from new jersey 
They could have used Anaheim. They could have used some of those soundboards. They could have put together a fairly decent, similar to this, instead of giving us that crappy, just horrible, horrible audience recording. So this is a major step in the right direction. And I'm glad it's here. I'm glad it's part of the okay. box set. Nico? Yeah, I think uh, I think you could have had a scenario where people would have liked and dug the off the soundboard. Sure. I'm sure we would have dug it. But you both are right. They with just the way maybe there's gonna be a new precedent set, but with the with the one coming up, it doesn't look like they're just releasing straight up shows. You wouldn't have had those other shows and extra tracks and stuff. So I think it, it works better than it was in this box set and um that it was giving that it was given in this way. But it also does make you think now, hopefully it creates a new standard for the next box that they do or for the next type of uh, collected edition live thing they try to release that, that they do get a little bit more creative with it instead of one show with songs missing. Yeah, it doesn't or, have to be one show. Yeah. 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 I mean, for Christ's sake, they could have released Flaming Youth from the uh, uh, Freedom of the Rock tour. Nobody would have gotten mad at big deal. Yeah, who yeah. cares? Yeah, it's from 2016. Yeah. They, they could have did, uh, uh, you know, great expert. Some of those songs from the symphony, no one would care. Yeah. If you could get the complete, you know, you two just did a pretty cool thing with their fan club. They celebrated 30 years of Octung Baby Live, right? Oh, yeah. And they, because there's a couple tracks that they didn't play live at the time, they played them recently. They made it like 30 years live of all the tracks over 30 years. Yeah, right? that's cool. That's you cool. know, so yeah, a lot of people complain because they wanted Ultraviolet from 92 or whatever, but. You wound up getting a really nice collection. And that, to me, if you don't have quality sounding stuff from the past, you could you could put some of the modern versions. Put some modern version, yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. Oh, well, the last thing we're going to do here before we get out is our KISS list. So we've been ranking all of the albums we review and the live albums. Now, official live album, we can say we've got from the Creatures Tour. So of the soundboard mm-hmm. and the other box set that appears on our list, uh, Mr. Nick Caruso has at the bottom Paris, 1976, no surprise. Virginia Beach, Oof. Tokyo, 2001, Des Moines, Iowa, 1977, and Donington being his top spot. So where would you put the creature's live tour 82 83 into your mix again paris virginia tokyo des moines this is easy for me because it's it's, is great and i i I stand by what i say it's it's great to finally have a live collection with eric carr they have Vinny on there i think the sound is pretty decent i think some of the songs sound better but this is going to go just slightly behind des moines for me it's going to be fourth spot Nice. Uh, Nico, you, yours is, I, I love this, Virginia Beach at the bottom. Paris, on a show you said, just because of, of w- what it is, Tokyo, Donington, and Des Moines, 1977. Where are you going to put Creatures Live? I'm putting this, um, I'm going to put it just because it's it's, I just like the collections and the set list and the air is better. I'm going to put this. I have Tokyo at three. Tokyo's at three. I'm going to put this fourth. So okay. I hate to copy my dad, but it's, yeah. it's there because Des Moines is a special place for me. Obviously 
Donington is absolutely electric and, and Tokyo was cool. Sounded pretty good. So I'll put this over Paris and Virginia beach, obviously, but I can't justify it going above Tokyo. Cause if you made me pick which one I would rather throw on, like, let's say I had an hour long car ride and probably throw it on Tokyo Okay. before this. So mine is Paris, Virginia beach, Donington, Des Moines, and Tokyo takes my top spot. I have played this nonstop this is since its release i have not taken it out of the car this is number two that's That's huge tokyo creatures still takes it okay i i just this is something that in in my kiss wish list of dreams once i became a kiss fan i was just kind of enamored with seeing eric carr and vinnie vincent and the whole creatures aesthetic. I sure. tried to get a hold of any crappy audio I can. So this was literally like my my Kissmas come true. So this this takes the number the number two spot for me. That's terrific, man. I, I love I love that you. You know what? I, I just hope that it's not years and years, but I, I really do hope that we that the eighties are represented. Yeah. Uh, further down the road because it's 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 Paul is so good in the 80s vocally live well like you said probably the best he he is right nick amen but like you said it sounds like they're listening so i think i think the um i think you're gonna see a lot of cool reception if not already when that animalized one comes out and i think it might get them to 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 think okay maybe we'll we'll put out some of those other shows because people clearly want it i also it also seems like now doesn't it seem to you at one point I said, maybe they're not going to do that much without the current lineup and without the original lineup, but them putting out Creatures Box Set with Vinny stuff, doing a off the soundboard, Mark St. John. wonder if they're trying to release something that has a little bit of everyone. Does that make sense? Because he's- like to think there's not going to be a Kulik one now is ridiculous. Like, how do you do... How do you put out something live with the other two and not him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to happen. It has to happen. And I mean, the other thing is as rare as the Mark St. John is the Eric Singer, Ace Freely version that was in that farewell tour, that little time. So the only kiss member to not have an official, uh, well, he does have a live three, but as far as off the soundboard, I mean, Bruce, I think Bruce needs, He's the only, he's the yeah. one. Left. But I want Bruce and Eric, though. Bruce and Eric Carr. I, I want Bruce and Eric, to, not Br- Eric Carr. Carr. Yeah. I, I love Eric Singer, too, but I, I want something from that era. For yeah. Sure. It's got to be hits. Absolutely. Well, that's where we're going to end this. We have one more disc to go through, folks. Our review of Creatures of the Night will be the next episode. And then we're going to do something fun. And we're going to do something right in our comic book roots, but more on that after creatures will let you know what that is but you could probably figure out what it is so speaking of comic books i'm going through comic book stuff and i'm seeing this stuff about gun realigning the dc universe and there's a lot to unpack so could you guide somebody to there's got to be a show out there Mm, on the internet that says hey we've got your comic book knowledge set up so where where could one go find Something like Nico, that. you got to take it because I'm so my, I'm so congested right now that I got to I I got rock and roll pneumonia right now. He's a doctor. 
<laughs> you can follow uh, if you are looking for it. Rob just said our foundation besides kisses in the comic book world. So all things, Marvel TV, star Wars, the films, the television shows, all of it. Uh, you can listen to us over at the vigilante 1939 with our good pal, Nick Zenick as well. It's where we talk about all that stuff. There's a lot of goodies coming out. Ant-Man's coming out soon. So there's a lot mm. of, a lot of stuff for us to talk about there. Uh, you could follow him personally at N Caruso Jr. That's his Twitter handle. You could follow me at Nico Caruso on Twitter. There's all a bunch of other podcasts I do and we do. And I do TikTok film reviews and film uh, content. You can look for that. It's at Nico Knows Film on TikTok. And other than that, just come say what's up and I'll say what's up back. And we'll have a lovely conversation. And you could follow me at Drummer Rob 10. And I've been going through the vinyl stuff lately. I, I've yeah. been hooked. I've picked up more stuff. I just found this wonderful album, yeah. Sticks, The Grand Illusion. Yeah. And I'm just telling you right now, there's yeah, probably sure. going to be an opening act segment of the show. Please. So uh, Please. get some Chicago boys talking about some yes, Chicago sir. boys here. And uh, this. That's about a classic album as there is. Very important album to the. So, I've Rock got a little bit of a history to make the show go on just a little bit. Sure. I'm going to have Ooh, to I see a black plastic bag. That One of the first albums oh, no, it doesn't mean that I ever had from my mom that I didn't realize I had heard Kiss until I heard Kiss. The hit machine, K-Tel, Best Of. Oh, that's oh, sick. Cool. So this has Shake Your Body, Shake Your Booty, Casey and the Sunshine Band, right back where we started from uh, Maxine Nightingale. Uh, I was made, right? I was made. Yeah. Uh, Linda Ronstadt. Where will I be loved? The happy days theme. Shout out to the last of us. Disco duck, Billy ocean Island girl by Elton John. And as you kind of go down, you got a Rick Springfield and then right here, rock and roll all night. Wow. Wow. I did pretty cool. So I found this today for a dollar and I remember going, Oh, my mom had this. I had to pick it up for nostalgia. That's pretty cool, dude. That's and I flipped great. it over and went kiss. Did I have a first kiss moment? And I didn't realize I had a first kiss moment. So Probably did. it's okay. Yeah. So that was a long way of saying I've been buying a lot of vinyl. So I've been posting That's a lot awesome, of music dude. stuff on uh, Twitter. So go check me out over there. But on the behalf of Nick and Nico, we are one album down to go for our creatures box set. So tune in in a couple of weeks and we will take you through all nine tracks of the 1982 release Creatures of the Night, which is where we've been building this up and where we'll conclude the next episode. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Bye. Yeah. You've been listening to Right Between the Eyes, a KISS podcast. All music and sound clips belong to their respected copyright holders. No infringement is intended in any way by this show. It's used to enhance your listening pleasure and to make the show come more alive. So if Gene could not send his lawyers, that would be amazing. You can get a hold of us a few different ways. We are on Twitter at RBTE Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Right Between the Eyes Podcast. We are also on Instagram and YouTube as well. You can also email into the show and we will read all emails and this will allow you to participate in the discussion. You can do so at rightbetweentheeyes at gmail.com. Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode and hear why Kiss is still the hottest band in the world and why they still hit us right between the eyes. See you in a few weeks, Kiss family.